They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. High kids for kids by kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on High FM. My name is Benjamin and I'm 11 years old and I'll be hosting for you today. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be interviewing Jared Nordia, Senior Cloud Architect and si- at Synthesis Software Technology. And so stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM to learn more about what he does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guest the song challenge to challenge your musical knowledge. So stay tuned, you do not want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010 1403020. Also, I would like to send a shout out to Mrs. Drum. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. Kion's not evil. Yes, sir. I am. Kion will never turn evil. But she's right. If there's one thing we're sure of, one thing we know is true. A friend that you can rely on will do the same for you. So if our friend's feeling troubled, feeling lonely and blue, even if he's angry, his heart's still pure and true. So don't you go thinking he's now a bad guy when we all know why he's run away. And when he is down low with nowhere to go, means that he needs us more today. Always depend 
Hi Kids. For Kids, by Kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. That song was Friend Till the End from The Lion God. This is Chai Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Jared Nordia, Senior Cloud Architect and Synthesis Software Technology, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is Rolling Red Wagons. I repeat, Rolling Red ra- Wagons. Uh, a bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. Also, our guest of the song for today is... Call me now if you can guess that song on 0101403020. I have Jared Nordia with me in studio today. So if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061 Eight nine five one zero one nine. Good afternoon, Jared Nordia. Good afternoon, Benjamin, and good afternoon to your listeners. Thank you. Okay. Um. So, people always hear, and me personally, always hear the word hacker being thrown around. Do you mind explaining what it, what actually is a hacker? So there's a few definitions of a hacker. I think the popular one is somebody that uses their abilities of breaking into computers uh, to commit crimes for their own gain. However, there is a a more common uh, definition where this is somebody who uh, uses their skills and knowledge to solve technical problems using computers and other tools. So you might be familiar with the YouTuber Mark Robo who made the exploding glitter bomb um, and some other cool things. He used to work at NASA. Uh, that could also be a hacker. However, a lot of us in the industry, we prefer to use the word attacker to refer to somebody that likes to break into these systems. So um, you're... And... How come you don't say hacker and most of the time you just say attacker? Because of that connotation, because obviously a hacker could also be somebody that does things for good uh, and we don't want to associate, you know, bad things with that word. Okay, so it's pretty much usually when the word hacker is thrown around a lot, it's more of associated with bad and committing crimes, but... When you say it, you don't want it always to be associated with bad. Sometimes it can be good. That's correct. Sure. Can anyone be a hacker or how can you become a hacker? Yeah, I think anybody can become a hacker. It's really around being curious and trying to learn how things work. You know, if you take things apart, uh, maybe your parents' electronics and try to put them together, um, I think that's certainly uh, what we would refer to, you know, as a hacker. I think having a, a, a attention to detail um, and then trying to find out how things work and then uh, using that knowledge to be able to find weaknesses in various things would basically then help you become a hacker in the future. So anyone that's got those skills or is interested in it can pretty much become a hacker, even a child like me. That's correct, yes. Okay. 
How do you train to be an IT specialist that defends people against hackers? So I think the key thing is about being curious and willing to learn how things work and understanding the world around you. And then obviously going to university and actually studying uh, computer science, but that's not necessary. Uh, there's a lot of people that are hackers that uh, don't have any education, actually. And there's also a lot of free materials online. If you go onto YouTube, for example, uh, there's actually a lot of materials that you can use to actually learn how to how to do that. Besides actually using YouTube and materials and sources from the internet, can you train to be an IT specialist in university when you graduate? You can, yes. And then you can choose a, sp a certain area that you might want to focus on. Okay. Um, uh, how do people hack? Uh, so it depends on what actually, you know, you're trying to target. The most common one is, you know, people just trying to use things in a way that it wasn't designed for. And then also people are using, you know, their web browsers to be able to do things, to uh, be able to gain uh, access to features or functionality that they were not intended to get access to. Okay. So, um, and do people sort of get into the computer's brains and start controlling it or a different tool? Uh, it's it's kind of like that. Uh, a lot of hacking is around, you know, really doing things that you're not meant to do by using okay. some of the weaknesses uh, that are in the system. So, for example, this could be a game, it could be, uh, you know, a TV, it could be a, a computer a network or service. Um, it really depends on, on what's, what's involved. So you use uh, tools' disadvantages for hacking? That's correct. Okay. How dangerous is hacking? So... I think there's two areas to look at. So people who actually commit the hacking, so those people who are breaking into certain things uh, can be very dangerous because obviously that activity is illegal. So if you go break into a computer system, um, that's actually against the law and you can go to jail. Um, but then the things that you hack into, especially, you know, if it's not, uh, you know, your own devices, if these things, if these devices belong to other companies and organizations that can be very damaging to the company, both from a, a money or financial perspective, but also a lot of the infrastructure that we rely on. So hospitals, the police stations, the ele electricity, all of these things generally run on computers. And if somebody hacks into those systems, it can actually be very detrimental and people can actually die if those systems go down. Okay. So it's it can be dangerous in all sorts of ways. Of uh, firstly, you can go to jail, get arrested, but also you can harm people around you and people even far away from you in a hospital or somewhere else. Yes. Okay. Um, is hacking all bad? Because you said um, hacking is illegal, that act is illegal. Can hacking be good in any way? It can be. So a lot of hacking is actually done by companies to protect themselves from hackers. So they'll have somebody what's called a red team. Uh, these, this is a group of people who are trained in hacking, but they hack for good. So they will 
go test the company systems to actually see are there any weaknesses that need to be fixed. Um, so, for example, you can think of your bank uh, that you might be using, and the bank would have a team that would go test their systems to ensure that, you know, there are no weaknesses that can be exploited by hackers. Okay. Um, what organizations or people do hackers target? It really depends on what the hacker is trying to do and what their motivations are. Uh, there's different types of hackers. So you get hackers that uh, are called hacktivists. So hacktivists are people who hack for a cause. So this might be somebody that um, there might be student protests against a certain company or institution, and the hacktivists would go uh, attack that for a specific reason. Um, but that's very, you know, that's not that common. Uh, there are other types of hackers that generally try to get money from hacking, and they tend to go after the companies that have a lot of money. Um, these are large companies like banks and other, you know, large organizations like, um, you know, some of the internet service providers, etc. Okay. So it's... And are there any specific people that hackers target besides the obvious people like presidents and mayors and politicians and celebrities? Uh, so there's actually a wide range of people that hackers might target in a, a company, um, especially people that might be in a good place. For example, somebody working in finance that looks after the company's money, um, you know, if they can get into that person's, you know, computer accounts, they might be able to steal the money from their company. Uh, okay. Um, because already we're not that far in, hacking already sounds dangerous and it can harm people like us. How can everyday people like us protect ourselves from hackers? So I think it's really, really important to make sure that um, everything that you own, that the computer is up to date. So, you know, if you have a cell phone, you make sure that it's running the latest software, either from, you know, Apple or Google, uh, that all of the apps that you are installed on your phone are up to date. That's going to ensure that if there are any weaknesses in your phone or application, uh, that that can't be used by hackers. And then the second thing is to ensure that uh, you're using strong passwords, so you're not using things that can easily be guessable. Uh, things like your name, password123 are really bad passwords, and you should use passwords that are unique and that contain special characters um, as well as numbers. And then you can use what's called a password manager where you can store passwords in a system that so that you don't need to remember all the passwords that you have. So you only remember one password to the password manager, and then all your other passwords can be stored in the password manager, and that can really have a big impact in preventing hackers from getting access to your devices or systems. Okay. Now that you said passwords, I think most of our listeners also know about a VPN and that it can protect yourself against people stealing your information. Do you mind explaining what a VPN actually is? Yeah, sure. So a VPN stands for a virtual private network. And the easiest way to think of it is when you are at a coffee shop, for example, you might be connecting to the, the network of the 
you know, the Wi-Fi network of the coffee shop. However, anybody else that's on that network might be able to see what you're doing. So what a VPN allows you to do is connect to somebody else's network that's outside the coffee shop and relay your traffic through that. And in that process, you prevent bad actors or hackers at the coffee shop from being able to see what you are doing. Okay, so instead of connecting to an unsecure network like in a coffee shop that does not sound very secure and connecting to a network in another country or another city which is much more secure than the location that you are in. That, that's right. And it's also the companies that run VPNs, their networks are going to be secure because obviously that's their business. Whereas a coffee shop, their business is to sell you coffee, not to provide secure internet. Okay, sure. How do you protect people against hackers now that you've um, mentioned some examples how people like us can protect ourselves? So I'm actually part of what's called a blue team. So okay. um, I mentioned the red team earlier on. This is people that would actually go try hack into the company. I'm on the blue team, which means that I'm part of the team that tries to protect, you know, the companies from these hackers. And there's a bunch of security tools that we can use um, to be able to detect bad things that are occurring in a company. And we can then take actions based on that. Uh, so, for example, um, let's say a bad email comes in, we can use a system to prevent that from happening um, and then take action when that occurs. Okay. Are there any other examples how you protect people? Or is that pretty much it? Uh, there's, uh, secu- the cyber security is quite a big field and there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that we do. But fundamentally, it always comes down to using... Uh, these tools to try and protect the systems that the company uses. Okay, sure. How do you know if you're being hacked? Because you could you could be watching YouTube or something, and you could and someone that wants to steal all your information could be hacking you, and you wouldn't even know. So, yeah, that's actually a, a rather interesting question. That's really hard to, I guess, answer. So, you know. The, generally, when you've been hacked, you might not know immediately, and there's a chance you might never know. But if you do see any unusual activity or any suspicious behavior on either your devices or at your home, you know, like uh, if you have smart lights that keep coming on and off, um, that might be, an, you know, might indicate that you have been hacked. So just a question. A couple months ago, my iPad was very glitchy and I tried to download the software update about five times and it wouldn't download. Like, I've, I tried everything, resetting it, clearing everything. Would that maybe be a sign that it was hacked or no? It is possible. Uh, I would say an iPad is, a, you know, since it's made by Apple, it is quite secure and it would be fairly difficult to hack. Uh, it's possible that you had a malicious application on your iPad that was maybe using your data. However, it is more likely that the network that you were on at home was maybe unstable or, you know, slow or whatever. Or, uh, you know, Apple servers could have just been down at that time. Sure. 
So now that you've said that iPads are a, quite a secure device because they're made uh, from Apple and not too and not too easy to hack into, what sort of devices are prone to hacking? So old devices, and this comes down to devices that are running old uh, operating systems or old applications. Uh, they tend to have weaknesses in them that can be ex- be used by hackers to gain access to those phones. So those are generally the, the devices that tend to uh, get hacked the most frequently. Okay. Have you ever been hacked? Uh, so I've never been hacked, but I have been attacked a few times. So about 10 years ago, when I was still in university, I used to run a whole bunch of websites for various companies. And what happened was, is there was a botnet. So um, a botnet is... Uh, computers that have been hacked by a hacker, for example, and they all form a very large network. And then they can go, uh, the hacker can instruct these computers to go attack a certain target. And I happen to be one of those targets. And what happened was is all of this traffic to uh, my server basically made all the websites go down. And I was then able to use uh, security tools to um, prevent that from happening, and I was able to bring all of the websites back up and, you know, up again. But, uh, you know, that that like they the, they didn't get access to the websites that I was running. They just managed to take it down, um, which is not directly hacking, but it's kind of uh, part of hacking. Okay, so not only hackers getting in and doing funny stuff on the website, they can also control the website and tell, okay, attack this person, but leave this one alone, and this is your target, go go attack it. That Yes, that's correct. And what actually fairly, uh, what happens frequently, uh, this attack is called a denial of service attack. So you are preventing somebody from accessing that. And, uh, there's people that love to, for example, attack computer games and to prevent people from actually playing games. Uh, this has actually happened a few times, actually. Okay. Can radio be hacked? So I'm going to answer this from two points. So, in our cell phones today, uh, everything, so when you connect to the cell phone network, um, if you're using Bluetooth to play something, those are all radios, and all of those radios can definitely be hacked. They are fairly secure. It is quite difficult, but it is absolutely possible. Um, but then if we look at radio, you know, like what we are currently talking on, you know, that is, again, something that can be definitely uh, hacked, especially if the network that this is running on is attacked that can definitely be uh, be hacked okay if radio gets hacked how do you fix it during the live broadcast that we are in now so that would be quite a, a fairly difficult thing to do so what you would have to do is you would have to basically evict or get rid of the hacker from your network um, and then go look at how they got in so that you can prevent that from happening in the future okay since you help people defend hackers and you you help companies fend off hackers, are you more in danger to getting hacked because you help get rid of them? Uh, so again, this you know really depends on the situation, but there are many cases where attackers have gone after 
security engineers because they have special access to a lot of systems, um, but they also know that if they go after those people, then their attacks will be discovered and prevent be prevented. So um, there have been cases, especially in the last year, where uh, you know these security engineers have been attacked um, by certain hackers. Okay. Um, is hacking ever used in the military in a war to get info or enemy intel? It, it absolutely is. So um, this is what we call state-sponsored groups. So a lot of governments around the world, they might have, you know, the, the army, the, the navy, the air force, and a lot of um, countries have a dedicated unit that specializes in hacking other uh, governments uh, to gain information. We've actually, with the whole Russia-Ukraine war that's gone on, this has occurred on both sides where, you know, hackers have been able to use their skills to be able to gain information of what's going on and then use that um, information uh, in whatever their government is trying to do. So, for example, um, Ukraine used uh, hackers to try to disrupt what Russia was doing and Russia was trying to hack the Ukrainian uh, military to get access to what they, you know, were doing or what they were planning. So it's it's very it's very common, and I think it's very serious as well. You know, if we we spoke about critical infrastructure earlier, um, how important that is, and the fact that people can die when those uh, those pieces of infrastructure go down, uh, military hackers tend to target those types of things. Okay. Um, now that you've said hacking in the military slash war, uh helps shut down other countries trying to take down, let's say, Russia trying to take down Ukraine systems. Can hacking help get info on an enemy in a, in a war, such as where they are, what their current, what their moves are for the next coming hours, or what weapons they have and where they stored? Absolutely. Again, going Back to the Russia-Ukraine example, um, one of the things that Russia did was they tried to spread information that was, you know, misleading to kind of control what people think. But then they also used that um, information to uh, kind of see where the Ukrainian soldiers were. And Ukraine did the same thing to the Russian soldiers um, as well. Okay. Um, so I would also just mention that um, when... Uh, a lot of the times these government hacking groups would use their skills to be able to determine what the other side is thinking or what they are planning on doing. Okay. Um, and now that we've spoken about how hacking can be used in military slash war, does hacking ever help in an investigation of a crime? It absolutely does. So there are police services around the world who actually use hacking tools to uh, go break into a suspect's phone. So you might have, let's say, a drug dealer, for example, the police would go use their hacking capabilities to break into somebody's phone and then be able to extract the messages um, or photos or other material off of that device to be able to use in their investigations. And there's actually been um, several cases of this. Last year, there was a, 
a good one where um, a whole network of drug dealers were actually taken down by the police and the FBI actually hacking into people's phones. Okay, on that note, let's go to a song break. We will be right back. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap, the job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful Robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest While gathering his bits of twine and twig Though quite intent in his pursuit he has a merry tune to toot He knows a song will move the job
Hi Kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. That song was Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benjamin and you are still listening to the Chai Kids show on 101.9 Chai FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Jared Nordia, reminder that our tongue twister for today is Rolling Red Wagons. And our guest the song is... Call now on 0101403020 to see if you know what the answer to the guest the song for today is. I have Jared Nordia in the studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with our questions. Okay, Jarrett, um, how do the police work with hacking? So... You know, as I think we mentioned just before the song, uh, you know, police services have been known to use hacking to, you know, gain access to suspects' phones in order to get some of the images and files off of those phones. And then when they actually suspect somebody of actually hacking, they generally will, you know, get a warrant and they'll go to um, whoever their suspect is and then, uh, you know, go get their computers, etc., in order to uh, be able to prove that this person did or didn't do what's, you know, the hacking that they might be suspected of. Okay. Um, in hacking websites and phones and computers and all that kind of stuff, at what point do you need to involve the police? So if... So companies that have been breached and know that they have been hacked, generally that would you know, depending on what was stolen or affected, um, at that point it would be a good idea to actually, you know, involve the police in that. Okay. Um, is all hacking illegal in all aspects of it? Not actually. It's a little bit complicated. So, you know, if you are hacking, for example, uh, you know, a company that is uh, doing this on the request of another company, you know, with the permission etc that would actually be allowed however um if you're doing hacking and you're breaking into something that you're not allowed to have access to or you're causing damage or you're trying to steal money that is always illegal okay um, as you said hacking is illegal besides maybe a fine or a warning can people actually get arrested for prison time for hacking yes they they can uh, it generally depends on what they did and what they stole. So if they caused a lot of damage or they stole a lot of money, um, that's generally taken into account when a judge um, sends somebody to prison. And this also differs in different countries. So, uh, for example, in the UK, uh, especially if the person is under 18, they try uh, put them in a program to kind of use their skills for good rather than sending them to, like, prison or jail. So if it's a younger person, teenager, 18, someone like that, it's not always the case to send them to prison 
but to make them realize and to use their skills for something that their community, city, country can benefit from. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, a lot of the well-known hackers actually, when they were younger, you know, did a lot of really bad things, but then got their act together and actually started using their skills to actually contribute to society. Okay. So um, now that we've talked about people can definitely get arrested, how can you find the exact person that hacks something? So there's a few ways. The most common way is to look at the IP address. So if a hacker connects to another network, generally uh, we can see what their IP address is and then we can go to the police to get a warrant and we can use that warrant to the internet service provider to be able to give us the information of that hacker. Now, um, hackers have other things that they can use. They can use VPNs. Um, they can use tool which hides their IP address or Etc. So the other technique is to actually follow the money. So when money is stolen, forensic uh, people can go look at where the money is going and then try track down the criminals or the hackers that way. Okay. And my last question for you today, if you could say anything to the world, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> um, that, uh yeah, I, I, I guess uh, protect yourself, you know, make sure that uh, you use strong passwords and that uh, you keep all your devices up to date. Amazing answer. On that note, let's take a quick song break and after the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010-140-3020. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Oh, they'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line. Our trio's down to two. Oh. The sweet caress of twilight. There's magic everywhere. And with all this romantic atmosphere, disasters in the air. to tell her but how to make her see the truth about my past impossible she'd turn away from me he's holding back he's hiding but what i can't decide why won't he be the king i know he is the king i see
it can be assumed his every days with us are history in short our pal is doomed hi kids for kids by kids they are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. Can you feel the love tonight from the Lion King? This is high kids for kids by kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm 11 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 010-140-3020 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I will start. Are you ready? 3, 2, 1. Rolling red wagons, 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 rolling red Ah. Okay, I got none. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? Well done. On that note, let's go for an ad break. Volkswagen. Suzuki. Ford. Isuzu. Jeep. Fiat. Renault. Opel. Haval. GWM. Audi. Mazda. Honda. Skilled technicians. Excellent service. Great salespeople. Awesome showrooms. Top trade-ins. Group of the year. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hatfield, Hatfield Motor, Motor Group. Group. One website. One click. Hatfieldgroup.co.za. Rated number one in service. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. Okay, welcome back everybody. Our reminder that guess the song for today was... And the correct answer to our Guess the Song challenge was Live in La Vida Loco from Shrek 2. Well done to everyone who got it right. This has been Ha Kids, For Kids, By Kids. Thank you to my guest Jared Nordia for coming on Ha Kids today. To my producer Senda and my controller Vusi for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Ha Kids show. Only on 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids.